0: Let's pray. Thank you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come before you this morning and we thank you. Lord, we magnify your name because it's, it's all about you. Hallelujah, Lord. Our lives, but all the things that you allow us to have, all the things you allow us to go through, every breath that we take, Lord, I acknowledge this morning it's all about you. Help us, Lord, as we bring our thoughts in unto you right now. Hallelujah. Lord, God, as we live and move and have our being, Lord, let it really, really, really truly be in you. I pray over living faith, Lord. I pray over every family represented, every household, even those absent. Lord, that there will be an, an atmosphere set in our homes, Lord, and our, on our jobs, wherever we go. That magnifies you that represents you, every word that we breathe out, let it be acceptable in your sight. Lord, I pray right now, God, that you would move mightily in this place, Lord. Let us set our hearts and our ears to hear, as has been said, what your spirit is saying unto the church. Let us not miss you because of something or someone else, God. Help us, Lord, as we align ourselves with your spirit Hallelujah. Rain down upon us. Lord, let the dew of heaven continually be upon us, wherever we go, whatever we engage in, Lord, not just for a moment, but perpetually, God, over our lives, Lord. We thank you for everything, God, that you've already done, Lord, but, God, we believe that there's greater that you desire. Lord, there's more, God, that you want to do through your people, God. Help us to avail ourselves, Lord, to your agenda, Lord, as we we crush every other agenda. Lord, as we recognize, Lord, that it's, it's you, God, that we're here to serve and magnify and lift up, God. Hallelujah. So we thank you, Lord, even in our infirmities, God. Hallelujah. You said that you're able to use us. So, Lord, help us to get ourselves out the way. Hallelujah. And allow your spirit to come forth. We thank you. We give you glory and praise and honor. In Jesus' matchless name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You be seated. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Oh, my, my, my. Shaky. Thank you, I don't know how far I'm going to get this morning. Man, Cause I know that God has done a a mighty work. The words, just the words, just don't even begin to say, Amen. Everything that in you know, over the last four days we experienced, and even as we were flying back last night, I couldn't even try to go to sleep on the plane. I just had to read, and, you know, working on my notes, and, you know, all the way and both flights connecting and connecting. Finally got home like, around about three forty-five this morning. Uh, okay, Lord. Still, just feel—I don't even feel tired. It's just, 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 just charged up in Him, Amen. Because of you know, just what He's stirring, Amen. It's been stirring, Amen. And I thank God even before I left, Amen. God had already began doing some things and, and, and just—and I thank God for the, the confirmation that. I don't know, I receive in, in different areas and the direction that he has me going. and You know, for the body and, and you know, even just being in the atmosphere. You know, you, you know it's, it's something when you go to a, a conference that's full of nothing but ministers and pastors and you experience the atmosphere that, that we are engaged in and had the opportunity to experience, you know, over the last four days or from Tuesday through Friday. And just to see the, as Pastor Linda said, the humility, the honor, the openness, the receptiveness, the manner of desiring to hear and to receive what it is God is saying and doing. I mean, I've, I've been in a lot, a lot of places. We've gone to a lot of conferences. We've traveled all over the places. But it's just something about the atmosphere that's in, in this place, God spirit that flows, I thank God for it. And I, I desire that atmosphere for living faith. I desire that flow, amen. As Pastor understand said, that honor, that, that, that unity and that peace, that's, that's what I, I really desire. I don't think we're too far from it. Amen. I say, I don't think we're too far from it. We just kind to work on a few little things here. and And as we do, amen, God is is going to truly be magnified more and more. And I'm not just talking about in our services, amen, but wherever you go as a child of God because of mindset adjustment and change, just recognizing that it's Him, it's Him. him. Just tell somebody it's all about Him. And I I must say that I thank God for our worship team. I I, I really do. Amen. That's right. Give them a praise. Give them a praise. Yeah. I thank God for, you know, how they are able to come and lead us. But even there, some adjustments. You know, even, even as I was walking through the back and, and coming in, and I heard the song that Chantel was leading, I said, uh-uh. that song comes off the list. And it's not that she did a bad job, but they did a bad job. But the song is talking about what I came to do, and I don't care what you or don't know what you came to do. It ain't about what we, you know, I came to do. We want to worship Him. You say, I came to the world. Well, let's just get on with worship. Don't tell everybody what you came to do. Let's just go and do it. Amen? Yeah, so, because so you know, I believe we all should be here to worship. We, if people come with any other agenda, we're going to lead them into worship. Amen? So, again, not against not, the team, but... The song just didn't suit me, you know, for, for the direction of the Spirit. And it's funny because as soon as I walked in and I stood there, and I heard already, you know, as I was walking through the multi-purpose area, I, I said, ah I. You know, so when I, when I came in, first thing, Pastor Linda said, I don't like this song. You know, so that was, that was my confirmation right there. Amen. But when we come and we worship Him, let's just worship Him. Let's just sing songs going on magnify him, lift him up, proclaim who he is and, you know, his goodness. Amen. When you get too many eyes in the song, we talking about the wrong person. Amen. I mean, you know, like I said, it, we, we, we we moving in a direction, amen, that it, it's all about him. And, you know, even as I was in the office and preparing to come in, I, I wanted to get in here as quick as I could, you know, I, I, in my spirit I heard, this is it. Now is the time. And even as I listen to that Pastor Linda exhorting and saying, you know, you know, as far as forgetting those things which are behind, we got a lot of history. You can't do 20 years of ministry and I have no history. Amen. And when I look back over that history, you know, from the perspective that I can see things from now. There's a whole lot of things back then I would have done different. But I can't go back there and change that. You know, saying, you know we, as we travel and we drive or whatever you do, amen, you got one option. You know, to look forward. You just got to stop moving forward and, and dwell on the past. Because if you keep trying to go forward you know, and, and dwell on the past, you're going to crash, like you said. And I don't think anybody in here want to crash and burn. Amen. And no, nobody in here want to just stop and be stuck. Amen, because. So so it's, it's, it's moving forward. Hallelujah. You know, this, this week, amen, it was an amazing journey, amen, in the Word. And, you know, the clarity and the, the more direction and instruction that, that you know, came for. I, I just thank God for the opportunity. And I, too, you know, I had some notes in that. You just kind of cover my list. <laughs> you know, because I'll you know, be making notes of things I, I want to make sure I touch on. Amen, and I, I do know that when I see young know, man CJ come in, I to thank God, him. ain't seen him in a while. Amen, but just thank God for seeing him. Amen. Anytime I see him moving about town, I say amen. But so I, I just thank God for you being here. Amen. And just for praying and you know, just thinking about the different things that God is doing. But when I say this is it and now is the time, what am I talking? about? What, what was the Spirit saying? Man, it's if if you've been waiting. To engage. If you just been kind of on the sidelines and wondering, you know, am I really going to commit? Am I going to get involved? Am I going to invest myself in ministry? Amen. Invest myself in living for God. Period. Just all in, you know, all the way. That's what I believe the Spirit is saying. Now, This is it. It's time to make that step. It's time to make that commitment. It's time to make that choice. You know, getting off the sidelines and coming out the fringes and getting deep in the middle of of what God is saying and what God is doing. Now is the time. Amen. You don't need to wait no longer. Amen. That thing that's been holding you back, you don't need to let it hold you no longer. Release it. Give it to God. Amen. I say, I'm, I'm going all the way. They tried to stop me, but it's too late. Amen. Come on, somebody. I say, they tried to stop me, but it's too late. Amen. I'm already here. Amen. They could, they should have had me while they had a chance, but now it's over with. Amen. I'm fully invested in the kingdom. Amen. Amen because there ain't, ain't no time to be wasting, amen, if we really want to get to where God has for us, amen, not just, me. I'm talking about in your personal life, amen, to walk in the freedom and the liberty, the understanding and the authority that God wants you to walk in, you've got to decide. I can't decide for you as much as I, I you know, sometimes I walk out know, I, I walking. I, I can just open people's heads and just pull something in there, you know, just... I just shake them hard enough that they get it. You know, I'll be running around shaking people all day long. But we just got to decide that I'm not going to allow, you know, the externals to stop me from being who God has designed me to be. Amen? And when I say externals, that includes your flesh. Because you are a spirit being. So anything beyond you, amen, should not be able to stop you, amen. He said, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So we've got to make that decision. And I just encourage you, amen, now is the time. This is it. Today is the day, amen, you can make a decision that I'm going all the way with God, amen. I'm not going to allow these little things, amen, that rise up, amen, these old tendencies, these old habits, these old ha. You know them habitual things, amen. Them, them compulsive things that just kind of like rise up, and, and, and afterward you' sorry, huh? I said no. It's time to say, you know what? Uh, we recognize it. it's been happening long enough. We recognize it when it's coming. It's very. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. You know, it, it's very seldom that things sneak up on us anymore. Uh, I'm talking to us that are uh, A's. I mean, I thank God we got our our children in here. And that's another thing the Lord has led me to just have everybody in, amen, for the next few weeks. Just everybody in because, you know, what what God is doing and imparting and just speaking to the body, amen, I think it's important. Amen. So a lot of times we got instructors and teachers back there, they don't never get in here to hear the word. They hardly ever get in, amen, except, you know, once every nine, then. But we all need to get this. Amen? I so said, we all need to get this. Amen? And then we need to be able to sit down and talk to our children about, you know, what God is saying and doing. And I think that's extremely important that we make a decision to make that happen. Amen? Parents, sit down with your children. Like I said, if I knew what I know now, oh, my goodness, even my kids would be better off. Amen? I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. I, I believe even my children would be better off if I do what I doing back then, you know, while I still had them in the house. Amen. Then, then what, what I was able to impart then, you know, in light of what I'm able to impart to them now. Amen. And, and the seriousness of what God is doing. So I thank him, amen. And, you know, as we receive the instruction, amen. At one point, amen, there was even a, a, a spiritual rebuke. If I could say it like that. But it was more in a a form of correction than than rebuke. Amen. And I I believe that I'm not the only pastor. I think every pastor, most every pastor there, if not all pastors, felt the same thing I felt. You know, but the the fact is that it came in in such a way that it was wrapped in, in nothing but the pure love of God. Amen. And his concern and his care for the advancement of the kingdom. The advancement of every ministry that was connected and that was there, amen, to help us to move in the direction that God wants us to move in. Amen. I you, you ever have somebody rebuke you and you appreciate it? Huh? I mean, I'm not just saying you're saying thank you, you know, to be courteous and to keep your feelings in check. But you know, you 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 feel it in such a way you really really appreciate that nugget that can help you to move to another place and another level. Well, I, I believe that's one thing that, that we experienced, amen, at one point. I mean, it wasn't just one of the services. We went through eight services over the last week Every single one, the Lord and the Spirit of the Lord was speaking to our hearts and to our lives or into our ministry in one area or one way or another, amen, and I'm sitting there or standing there because there's a lot of standing you know, cause sometimes you just can't sit down. You know, but just sitting there and, and just as we were in the atmosphere receiving, you know, at the same time the Spirit of God was dealing with my spirit, you know, simultaneously in different areas and, and showing me different things. I'm like, wow. You know, I'm like, okay. I, I, know, I know what you're doing. You know, and I thank God because, like I said, we're going somewhere speaking to these things, amen. There is a a power and a potential that is in us as a body, as a people, as kingdom people. There's a power, a potential in us that, that has not been fully tapped into yet. And because of that, we're missing out the kingdom is missing out, and, and even our community is missing out because we are not, we have not yet tapped into the full power and potential of who we are in God. You know, it's not just about going to church. Amen? It's being the church. It's, it's functioning and flowing in that power and that authority that it wants to, amen, to embrace and recognize the fullness of everything God has said over our lives. Amen? Over our children. Amen? And walking in it with understanding, with our heads lifted up, Amen. Even though you know we live in a, a fallen world, but that don't mean we have to succumb to the things of this world, Amen. And just the pastor was saying, we've seen the miracles and we've seen the signs and the wonders, Amen. And you know, kind of kind of moving out and living outside the box, Amen, of, of the norm and operating in the spiritual realm. And that's where you know God is calling you and I to at a higher level. You know, one of the areas he meant that, one thing that, um, as Dad was speaking, he said one thing, and he identified the biggest problem in most ministries. Hmm. It's not the elders and the ministers and the deacons. No, it's not, you know, department heads, you know. So one of the biggest problems in most ministries is the pastor. How many would agree? Oh, see, y'all don't even want to raise y'all hand. Uh, I thank you, Tiffany. Tiffany, Tiffany will raise our hand. Everybody else will sit there and sit there, you know, and their heads shaking your head on the inside, but you don't want to raise your hand. But I'm going to say, don't get too excited about that. Because that's that's one of the areas that I, I received. As soon as it came out of his mind, I'm like, oh, my God. Because I understood the perspective from which he was speaking amen and, and as I sit there and the spirit of God was dealing with me even in that you know I was, okay I got it. you know and as you know he continued to expound on that area it's like, okay. so like I said don't get too excited because you know that might not be good news for everybody because it is forcing it is it's provoking it's causing change in me amen so that As I do what I need to do and move like I need to move and lead like I need to lead, amen, there are going to be some shifts and some changes and so forth, amen, even more. I mean, we've already been doing some, you know, but even more. But it's it's, it's how he's dealing inside of me. So we're going to to fix the problem. Tell somebody we're going to fix the problem. Mm -hmm. How you all going to fix the problem? All I need you to do is pray for the problem, okay? Just, just Lord, do what you need to do and 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 apostate. Just move on him like you need to move on. Amen. And as that happens, Amen. We all gonna be better for it. Amen. I'm I'm, so I'm, I'm excited. I might not look excited, but y'all just don't know what's stirring on the inside. Hallelujah. I got I got to keep you know. Because, uh, you know, I was telling somebody, you know, it's like this big smorgasbord. What do, do you begin? Where do you, you know, where do you begin to feed to the, you know, to feed? So we, we're going to stay the course. Amen. And we're going to believe. Because God has been, you know, he, he's had us on a very specific journey over the last couple of years. And I don't know if everyone's been paying close attention. But he's had us on a, a journey. Amen. And wow. Just looking back, amen, we talked about, you know, being kingdom people. What is the kingdom? Talking about the kingdom of God and being breakthrough believers, you know, operating in the kingdom. Amen. The kingdom is now. It's not waiting for us to get there. It is now. Amen. We've talked about how what the, what the Bible really says about, you know, the the heaven and hell. Getting an understanding. So that came in alignment with kingdom, because if we all can get up out of here, why have a kingdom? Amen. You know, then we, we begin to talk about the 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 culture of honor understanding in and you know really fostering a culture of honor you know within the body of Christ within our homes within our every relationship amen knowing how to honor amen because we know in our society honor is not a key a key word any longer but it should be in the church amen we we should be the most honorable people on the planet amen Especially to one another. Because the Bible tells us, preferring though, do good unto all men, you know, especially unto those, what, of the household of faith. So, so we we should be a most honorable one to another. That don't mean your brother or sister is perfect. He's working on all of us. Amen. But, but when, when they mess up, amen, and, 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 you know, they fall short, we ain't got no reason to dishonor them because we don't want to be dishonored. Amen. So we should be the most honorable people. Amen. we got some more work to do in that area. Amen. Well, I've been you know, holding off so we can finish up the book of Acts so we can really begin to dig into that area even more because I think it is finally important for the, for the body of Christ. Amen. For us to be able to walk in that honor, teaching our children honor, demonstrating honor to them, honoring our spouse, so I'm not just talking about you know. Sometimes all you hear about it is honor the leaders. Honor. No, we need to be an honor one another. Amen. And then we won't have any problem honoring authority. We won't have any problem honoring leadership. We because why it all flows what together. Amen. Because we become honorable people. Amen. We don't just honor certain ones. Amen. But we got to get to that. Then we then we move you know, and begin to talk about church order and, and government amen and how God moves in those areas and then here now we've been digging into the getting a greater understanding on grace the grace of God how that flows and functions within the body of Christ so it, it, it's a, it's a journey that we've been on over the last you know couple of years doing these things and we still got a lot of work to do in all those areas you know cuz you know we we really didn't go In complete depth in any one of them, so I mean, we can still work in many of those areas consistently, amen. Building us up and breaking old things off and causing us, amen, to to really lay hold of the truths of God. Are we going somewhere, amen? So, we're going to continue to to discover more in every area, amen. you know, just based on what we've heard already in each one of these areas, it's more than enough to have caused our lives to change. Amen. If we've embraced just what we've talked about in any one of these areas already, it's more than enough to cause our lives to change. So, if you look back and you're still the same as you were two, three years ago, I would have I would have to ask, "Have you been listening and applying?" Amen. The Word, Amen. That God has sent. You know our way. So, just 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 the precursor. You know, I begin to got to my message that just some understanding of where we are and what God is doing. And, and, and I, I'm I'm an open book, okay. And I believe God is positioning us, Amen, to to be under an open heaven, Amen, so that we could receive everything that the Spirit of God has for us, Amen, through the, through the gifts that are in the house and through the the anointings that are in the house. But he's still calling us into that place of order, structure, amen, so that we can demonstrate. So enough of that, amen. Today we're going to dig even deeper, amen, into the message of grace in order to more fully understand how grace fits in the fullness, amen, of the gospel of Christ. Not just standing alone, amen, but how it fits in all these things. Amen. One of the passages that we talked about on last week, amen, we came out of 2 Timothy, amen, the third chapter. If you turn over there, right quick. And we looked, last week we looked at verses 1 through 9 as it was talking about the, the degrading condition of the morality of our nation as men have become lovers of themselves and it goes on to talk about all the things that begin to take place and arise in a, in a community or a society because men are lovers of themselves see we got to be a lover of god not just a not, you know not a lover of ourselves amen and we got to be like you know apostle paul I count my life as nothing amen amen so we we got to get to that place amen he said he didn't even hold his own life dear amen when it came to you know the gospel. But today we need to pick up at verse number 10. Amen? As we talked last week, we talked about grace, access by faith. Amen? No, I'm sorry, no, no, no. Last week we talked about grace was established in truth. Amen? And we established the truth was what? Jesus Christ. Amen? He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So this morning we want to talk about grace accessed by truth. Amen. So, so I mean by faith. I said truth again. Accessed by faith. I'll get it. Amen. So, as we look at grace, grace is all through the the New Testament. Amen. And when we even look back in the Old Testament, we see the functioning of God's grace in many places. But when we get here to verse number 10 in this third chapter of 2 Timothy, y'all with It says this But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch and Iconium at Lisbon. What Persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. See, that's that's important. No, it's far. He went through some stuff. And I believe his grace was on anybody's life, was on his. See, so I, you know, and I want to make sure y'all understand that, amen. How many times he was imprisoned and the, the different things that he, you know, that, that befell him even before you know, before he finally got to, to Rome. All the things, but God's grace was constantly upon his life. But that didn't prevent him from having to go through something. Amen? So don't think, amen, because we got grace, we won't go through nothing. Like I said, we're in a fallen world. Amen. So, the 12th verse says, yes, yea, and in all that, I mean, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. See, he's letting us know right there. But there's a key to the suffering of persecution. What was it? Living Godly. Thank you, Sister Ava. He said, all that will live Godly. That means you have got to make an effort. Amen? See, and if you make an effort to live Godly, sometimes, you know, as we talk about grace, amen, it's a part of what we need to understand when it comes to the whole gospel. But he said, "You know, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. For evil men shall and seducers shall watch worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and has been assured of, knowing." of whom thou hast learned them. In other words, he said, look at me, know what I've taught you, even though all the... Because the time is coming, things are going to get worse. So you got to stand on what has been established by someone that you know is a true witness, is what he's letting them know, by whom you've learned it. And that form of child thou hast... That from a child, thou hast known the Holy Scripture, which are able... To make thee wise unto salvation. Now look at this. Wise unto salvation. How? Uh oh. Wise unto salvation through faith. I see. I, I'm, like I said, we're going some way. Which is in Christ Jesus unto salvation through faith. Okay. Look at verse number sixteen. All scriptures. Say all scriptures. Not just some. All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man or the woman or the child of God, i say it like that, may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now there's a word in there that some people don't like perfect. Ain't nobody be perfect. We all going to sin. is I right? The Bible I read says all what's that word? I have not read a scripture that says all must sin. Amen? But it says all have sin. Amen. In other words, that put the sin past tense if we get some understanding. Several places in Scripture, you know, he he tells the woman that was caught in the very act, Your sins are forgiven you. And what did he say? Go and sin no more. The leper, go and sin no more. So he said there were several places that he told people, Go and sin no more. Now, why would Jesus tell us to do something? That we were incapable of doing. At one point he told his disciples, be thou perfect even as I am perfect. Now if he would tell us these things, and it's impossible for us to do, then he would be putting an unattainable yoke upon the people. But see, even in in Romans the sixth chapter, he says that we can be free from sin. You say he that is dead is what? Free from sin. Romans 6. So so we begin to understand that it's possible. I'm going to go out here on a limb for some of y'all. It's possible if we could imagine to live a sinless life. Amen. Now, if you don't agree, I'll tell you, man. But I, but I, I just, I just say this: you, you can come and talk to me later and show me where we have to sin. The years I've been, I've been challenging congregation over and over again. You know, is this anybody? Come and tell me. Is there any anybody? Come and tell me what sin you just have to commit. You know, just which one? I I, I just got to do this. That's why, you know, see, I can't help myself. That's the problem. We get to I can't help it because we're dependent on our flesh rather than walking in the Spirit. Realize that he said I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Remember, when I I try to do it on my own, I'm going to sin. Ain't ain't no question about it. I'm going to sin. But when I walk in the Spirit, Amen. See, that's that's part of that 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 grace kicking in to empower me. Amen. To walk in the spirit. Amen. So I don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. So that's that's what he's trying to get us to see here. But you know, uh, I guess somebody needed that. That wasn't even that wasn't even in my notes. Amen. But but when we look at this passage of scripture, amen. The twelfth verse, amen, it speaks, amen, that all who will live godly, living godly, don't mean we. Sinning every now and then. Amen. And verse number 15, Amen, it says that the salvation is through faith, who is Jesus. Amen. As we saw last week in the scripture, he is true. Amen. He he tells, he declares it himself. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And in the 16th verse, Amen. You know, we've read over that passage many, many, many times without giving it, really giving it the, the, the just due that it deserves. Amen. That's six verse says a lie. Amen? Let's now read it again, all Scripture, all Scripture. we got to get all Scripture. Here a little, there a little. Amen? Precept upon precept, line upon line. Amen? And that's what we need to bring it all together. All Scripture, amen? Old Testament Scripture, New Testament Scripture, amen? So that we get the fullness, amen, of what God is saying to the church today. So it's important, amen. He said, all scripture is what? Given by what? Inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Wow. So what is doctrine? It says it is, it's, it's profitable for doctrine. I'm going to just give us some quick meanings here. Amen. Doctrine, amen. It means to establish the order of God. Doctrine, amen, is saying this is how God does it. Amen? This is, this is, you know what I mean. Doctrine is just not exclusive to ministry or, or to, to Christianity. Amen? Doctrine is establishing an order of how to function. What is reproof? Reproof means to dismantle erroneous thinking. Amen. And, and how many believe there's a lot of erroneous thinking in the body of Christ? Amen. Amen. So, so to reprove these things, amen. Is okay. Let's 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 get a proof text. Let's go and and, and take a look at this thing again, amen. And uh, dismantle or take apart the erroneous thoughts, amen, that cause us to walk in erroneous ways. And going back again to what I was just talking about, one of the erroneous doctrines or teachings that's out there is that. You have to sin. you would be amazed how often I hear that, you know, on the radio or, or different ones. That, well, everybody's going to sin. Isn't that what they say? Yeah, that's what they say. But I don't find that in Scripture. Amen. We've been saved from sin. So why would we go back to it? One place he, he refers to that is the dog going back to his own vomit. Amen. The pig returning to the mind. Amen. So he, he he saved us to clean us up. Amen. And, and truth is what, what is going to help us, amen, to walk in a way that God wants us to walk. See, so I know there's things, amen, that I did in my life, amen, all kinds of sins that I did. I know I don't have to go back to. Amen. I thank God. I've been delivered. I've been brought out. I've been cleaned up. How about you? What sin in your mind do you just have to go back to? Amen. Father, not when you get a hold of this thing. Then we talk about correction. Amen. Profitable for correction is the assimilation of truth in the thought process. To think correctly. To put together the truth of the Word of God so that we're thinking correctly no matter what the circumstance or situation is. Amen. We, we have been corrected. We have dismantled the erroneous thinking, and now we have assimilated truth in its place. Amen. And we can walk with a process of truth that helps me not to go down that road. Truth has purified me, truth has strengthened me, truth has cleansed me. Amen. So now I don't have to walk down a road to say, I got to do this, or I got to do that, or I got the can't help it. Amen? And instruction. That's what we're trying to get some instruction even now. Amen? It's the systematic application of God's Word in your life. Instruction. Amen? How do I systematically apply what I've heard, what I'm receiving, what I'm learning, amen, in my life? Not just hear it, but how am I applying these truths? How am I applying this thought process Amen. So now it changes my life. It changes my way of doing things. Amen. Because why? It has now been aligned according to God's word. And I recognize that I am God's child. Amen. And I'm here to glorify him. Amen. So therefore, I can do it because I have the right instruction on how to do it. Based on truth. Amen. When it talks about, you know, putting on the whole armor of God. God, it's all about the first thing to talk about is have your loins girt about with what? Truth. Truth has got to be the foundation. Amen. upon up, up which we build. We can't get away from truth, but there's another thing that we gotta look at. We got to get into his word. Amen. Oftentimes we, we look at second Timothy five and fifteen. Amen. Study to show thyself approved unto God. A workman need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. But I want to read that in the Amplified this morning. Amen? Y'all going to get the Amplified today. Hallelujah. It says, Study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself, yourself to God approved, tested by trial, a workman who has not cause, has no cause to be ashamed. Hallelujah. Correctly analyzing and accurately dividing, rightly handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Otherwise, you just can't go just skip the Malou into this thing. You got to take time, amen, to understand the word and what it's saying. In other words, your study time needs to be study time. Amen. As I said earlier, line up online. line, but then look at it. But it says in the 16th verse in that that same version, it says, "But avoid all empty, vain, useless, idle talk, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, foolish talking." Amen. So it is clearly important that we we dig correctly into the Word of God. See, the Word of God is one, one of the things. I mean, you can you can just read over it. And that's about all you're going to get. Amen. But when you stop and you start digging, not until you dig in the Word of God, will it yield its fruit. Huh? But, but it's going to take some digging. It's going to take, you know, taking some time. And line upon line, amen. And when you do that, amen, under the unction of the Spirit, it will yield its fruit, amen. That's when you have begin to have more of those aha moments. Amen. As, as it begins to reveal itself to you, amen, and speak even to your own circumstances and situations. But we got to take time. If we want to be kingdom people, we got to take time, amen, to understand the King. We got to take time to be in his word, amen, to find out and understand what it is that he's saying. Amen. So we, we must dig into his word. Ah. Truth is important. But we must use our faith, amen, in order to access God's grace. Now, we understand the truth. We, we talked about the truth. But where does this faith thing come in? Huh? You see, let's, let's go to Ephesians 2 and 8. Hallelujah. We built, we built. Ephesians 2 and 8 says this. For by grace are ye saved. What? Are we reading the same passage? How are we saved? Faith. Through faith. See, because you don't get to salvation without faith. You know what? So that's the point. By faith are we saved. Through faith. That not of yourself, but... It is the gift of God, Amen. Remember the scripture says, "No, God has dealt unto every man a measure of faith." So even the faith you have, He gave. It. Huh, Amen. But it says it like this in the Amplified. I like I like bouncing back and forth to the Amplified. It says, "For it is by free grace, God's unmerited favor, that you are saved, delivered from judgment, and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith." And this salvation is not of yourselves or your own doing. It came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of God. So it says through your faith. So you have to exercise your faith to access the salvation. Amen. But that's given to us by what? God. Hallelujah. So to help us to understand, amen, we got to exercise that. Go to Romans 4 and 16. I'm going to connect this, this faith and, and grace moving, Amen. Hallelujah. Romans four sixteen says this. Therefore, I'm in the King James. Hallelujah. Therefore, it is of faith, what? That it might be by grace. Hello, is that what it says? so it is of faith in other words it starts with faith that it might be by grace to the end the promise might be made sure to all the seed not to not to that only which is of the law but to that also which is of the faith of Abraham who is the father of us all but it is of faith, amen. Oh, we we gotta start with faith in order to get that it might be by grace. Amen? Well scripture tells us clearly, amen, without faith it's impossible to please God. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. So we gotta start there. So let me let me read that one again out of the amplifier. Therefore, inheriting the promise is the outcome of faith. And dependent entirely on faith in order that it might be given as an act of grace, unmerited faith, and made it stable and valid and guaranteed to all his descendants, not only to the devotees and the ardents of the law, but also to those who share the faith of Abraham who is thus the father of us all. So I like that because it said it's the outcome dependent entirely on faith that it might be given, amen, as an act of grace. But if I, if, I, if I don't activate my faith, I can't access grace. That's basically what it's telling us. I've got to activate my faith in God. He that cometh to God must what? First believe that he is and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now I wonder what that reward might be. Huh? You think part of that reward might be His grace on our lives? We can't earn it. Huh? I mean, but, but think about that. So so we need to come to Him, amen, but we must first, needs be, amen, that we believe that He is. in, wow. That's a wrong I mean. Hebrews 11, 6. Amen. And it says like this in the Amplified. But without faith it is impossible to please or satisfy, I mean, or and be satisfactory to him. For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. Wow. message of grace, the understanding of grace has got to be properly balanced. Amen. With the rest of the word. Amen. The whole counsel of God. It can't stand by itself as a foundation of our, our Christian claim. Amen. But it is an integral part of that claim. Amen. It's an integral part of our empowerment, amen, and the ability that we have. And, and, and it's an integral part of our relationship with God because he's the one that constantly is pouring that grace upon us. But if if, if our faith isn't in him, we can't access grace. Now, let me let me goodness. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, now, when you're facing a challenge, whether it's physical, financial, relational, and, and you don't have God faith in God for that challenge, How do you think the grace of God is going to kick into that challenge? And that's why when we fight in challenges and and our faith is wavering, amen, it it messes up the ability for God to grace us to get through it. Amen, to grace us to overcome it. But when I when I have faith that he's going to heal my marriage, now God's grace comes in and helps my marriage. Uh, But if I'm shaky, amen, I'm blocking his grace being able to move. And it applies in every area. See, that's why I said it's just not having faith in God. It's having faith in God for every situation. So that we can see the grace of God functioning in every situation. It's by God's grace that he brought my wife home. It's uh, nothing I did. I didn't deserve it. I'm the one that messed up. But my faith in God and going to him and say, God, you said, and I believe what you said, allow grace to kick in, and even when I didn't deserve it, I got favor. But if I'd have been shaky, it would never happen. But he can overpower everything else. The Bible says he, he changed the mind, the heart of a king. Huh? And and, and I, I'm, I'm telling you all the truth. I love truth. Amen. That, that's a point. I hate you. It's a Grace. Point. It took favor. Come on. All right, can, I, can I be transparent? It took God's favor because, you know, I, it, it wasn't my goodness. Back then, it, it had to be God's grace. In his favor, moving, turning a, a hardened heart back. But we got to have faith in God. Huh? We got to stand, amen. We can't do, we can't. Do crazy because of crazy. Ooh, 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 ooh. See, I see. I, he just dumped that on me. <laughs> but, but but I I can't do crazy because of crazy, huh? You acting like this, well I'm gonna act like that. You no, know, see, I had to keep loving, huh? I had to check myself. And the amazing thing is, and all all the thing that as, as we were going through that stage in our lives, he made me examine me. And I could have been, Lord, but look, 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 no, no. He made me examine me. Amen. And so I had to line up with him regardless of what she was doing or saying. I had to continue to to, to be the light. I had to continue to be long-suffering. I had to continue. Amen. Why? Because if I, that was because of my faith in God, trusting Him. God, I know you can turn this around. I know you can put it back. I know you. Huh? We got to understand how this thing works, y'all. But when we get crazy, we're crazy. Ain't no grace happening. Huh? Crazy don't invoke faith. Uh, Huh? I'm not calling them crazy. I'm talking about me and my wife. Okay? Now, you apply it as it needs to be applied. Huh? But we, we can't go down those roads. We gotta say, Lord, for your glory. Isn't that right? And as we get there, we begin to see this thing operate like it's supposed to operate. We must have truth and faith working together. Functioning and enabling grace in our lives. Amen. We got to that foundation of truth. We got to have a foundation of faith. Amen. And when we're operating in faith and truth, grace has to show up. It has to do what God intended for it to do. Amen. So see, we want grace, but we but if we're not operating like God wants us to operate in the truth. Amen, and, and operating in faith, believing Him, Amen, and believing His Word, then we we setting ourselves up for a long road. Amen. Mm-mm. I know none of us want to be there, right? So it takes it takes us in you know, faith takes us into grace. Amen. That is our access. Amen. Into it. Let's let's look at Romans the fifth chapter. See that. See that access. It didn't work. Romans 5, 1, verse 1 and 2. It said, therefore, being justified by faith, see where it starts? We have peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ by whom we also have access by faith, see, access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So when, I, when I'm operating in faith, amen, it gives me access to stand in grace. Huh? So we can stand at all. Grace, how'd you get there? Faith. faith. Through faith. Amen. Believing and standing on his word and, and, and trusting his word. Look at how it reads those two verses in the Amplified. It says, therefore, since we are justified. Now look at this. I want, I want us to hear this. We are justified, acquitted, declared righteous, and given right standing with God through faith. Let us grasp the fact that we have the the peace of reconciliation. Wow. To hold and to enjoy peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through Him also we have our access, entrance, introduction. Wow. By faith into this state of God's favor. How many just want to be in God's favor? I said I'm, I'm showing you how you can get in God's favor, how you can get in His grace, but you got to have faith. You got to believe. A lot of times we want God give me grace. I need grace, but you ain't operating in faith. I need grace on the need, But Where's your faith that is giving you access to the grace you're begging for? See, when you're operating in faith, you don't have to beg for grace. Grace is going to be on you. Grace is going to show up. And that grace is what? How he said it? A state of God's favor. In which we firmly and safely stand. I like that. Firmly, not just firmly. But we know there's safety there. It's a safe place to be operating in his grace. Amen. Because I have faith in God. So although all crazy might be all around me. Huh? I'm standing in faith. Amen. And God's grace. You know, we was riding in the car, you know, and it's, it's something because, like I said, crazy we, crazy shouldn't be get crazy in the saints of God's life. Huh? You know, because we were riding, we were just talking, and we were talking about, you know, how many crazy people that I've had to deal with over the years. And I'm not talking about clinical craziness. No, I'm, I'm talking about just just some crazy things people say, crazy things people do. You know, and and, and, and if, uh, if I allow those things to set in my heart or affect my spirit, yep, huh? If I allow them to, to to cause me to be something that I'm not, then then I've allowed them to disrupt my peace and my joy. Amen. They they stolen my my faith in God, huh? So, so you got to be settled. you got to stand in this thing by faith. I'm a child of God by faith. The grace is on you. might come in my face. You might be cussing me out. Amen. And I've had people do that. Got lot of people in my office come in and just blow up. Like they didn't went off and I just did like. Mm. Because I'm standing in the presence. I'm standing in the peace of God. People would be so mad at you. if it was a cartoon. They'd have steam coming out their ears. But because of my faith in God that he got me. And I'm standing on his word, his grace over me. Amen. How that commercial used to say, never let them see you sweat, even though I wasn't sweating. But, but I refuse to let people take me out of my elements. I refuse to let people get me stirred up. Huh? Because your problem is not my emergency. Huh? I'm, I'm sorry. Your your problem is is not my emergency. And I, and I was telling my wife, you know, and, and I understand, you know, we we're concerned about how people feel and where they are, one hundred percent. We couldn't be in ministry, okay? But I'm not going to take that concern personal. I'm not going to take that issue personal. I'm not going to take a, an assault personal. I just recognize they got some issues, and that's why I'm here to help them. Huh? They got a problem, and they might feel like venting on me. But that's all right. That's why I'm here, to help. You. But I'm not going to allow it to cause me to get all huffy and, you know, no. Then the craziest be getting crazy. I can't do it. And you shouldn't do it. None of us. As God's people, why? Now, now think about this. And I guess this is what's just, you know, I've, I've been calm and, 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 and reserved all my life. Man, my wife will tell you, I, you know, I, I don't I don't get excited about hardly anything. Sometimes to my detriment, you know, she'll buy me a gift, and I'm like, mm-hmm, okay. And she's looking for, yeah, wow, well, I love that. You know, it, 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 you know the lender response, that's not me. You know, I've gotten a little better, but not much, you know. But I, I remember even, you know, I, I refuse to let other people's problem, and, and I hope we catch this, to become my problem. Amen. I'm here to help you, but I'm not going to take on your problem. I'm not going to carry the weight. I'm not going to attach the emotions to my heart. None of those things. I love you, and I care about you, and I'll do whatever I can, whatever God leads me to do to help you, but I'm not going to take on. See? See, because I'm standing in faith that God's going to do it. It's not up to me. I mean, when I was in A school. You know, and I did well in A school, and I, I was had got a chance to go before the board to be accelerated, accelerated advancement to E4 right out of A school. You know, they, they, they ask you these questions, and this is back in the 70s, okay, to put it in perspective, okay. And and, and the, the, guy, the gentleman on the board asked me a specific question, and it didn't take me long to answer, but he asked me, you know, because, you know, he said, now, we're going to advance you, and there's people out in the fleet that, uh, you know, been there a long time uh, E4 yet. And so what if someone, a supervisor or a co-worker, has a problem with you being E4 and being black? That's what I asked me. Knowing that you just you're know, just coming out of boot camp, a school, and now you're in the fleet, and you got power and authority over just a few people as E4, you know, right? But but he, he asked me that question, and I looked right at him and I said, I, I refuse to let their problem be my problem. That was back then. I was, what, 18 years old. I decided back then I'm not going to let other people's problems be my problem. Huh? But see, the problem is that I see in the churches too many times we take on other people's issues. And then we end up with all these relational things going on because we're not standing safely in grace. Safely knowing who you are, amen, and realizing that we're here to be helpers one of another. And although your brother or your sister or your spouse or your child or your parent might be having issues, your first thought needs to be as a child of God, how can I help them? But what happens is, our first thought is, why are they attacking me? See, you just made it about you. I'm, just, I'm trying to help us. I'm trying to help us. Why do you say Pastor David? He, he stay calm all the time. Huh? I ain't got time to get upset. This messes up your thought process. Y'all got a witness? It just messes up your thought process. Then you find yourself saying and doing things that you otherwise wouldn't have done because it just got you off track. Uh, You don't got all huffy and sweaty. Nobody got time for that. You know, we want to be in the peace of God. Being able to be the ambassador of Christ in that situation. In that circumstance. It takes work. Amen. You know, the hardest work. Work is prayer. Why do you think the Bible teaches us to pray? What? Without ceasing. Constantly in communion with God. I mean, Pastor Long, you know, Pastor Long will tell you, man, they, and one of the things that they talked about was prayer. It just blew me away. You know, and, and it's just, we got to be constantly in a mode of prayer. Constantly communing with God. Because No, thank you, Holy Spirit. Because if you're not communing with God constantly, then who are you communing with? Who are you talking to all day long? Hello? Am I helping anybody? I mean, who, who are you talking to all day long? If you're not talking to God, I mean, I, I'll be I'll be in a conversation with my wife. I'll be riding down the road. I'll be anywhere, and I'm constantly talking to God, huh? I, I'll be walking around and doing praying in the spirit. You know why? Because I know what that how that helps me, so that when things come, I'm already I'm all, the the line is already connected, huh? See, but if, but if we're not communing with Him, we're communing with ourselves, We're communing with our problems. We're communing with you know what I'm saying? So, so, again, let me let me get back to my notes. Uh, well, like I said, I, I'm, try, I'm trying to help us. Amen. So we can access this thing like God wants us to access this thing. Hallelujah. So we can stand firmly and safely in that grace that His faith, he, he gives us access to, that favor he gives us access to. And the rest of that verse says this, And let us rejoice and exalt in our hope, Of experiencing and enjoying the glory of God. Wow! I don't know. Do you want to enjoy that and experience His glory? Stand in grace, stand in His favor, and watch what God does. Now, as we understand how grace operates, Amen. We must also, you know, know that it does not cancel our need, Amen. Huh? See, there's, there's a lot of things that you know you you hear. Amen, or you read, but it doesn't cancel our need, amen, to confess ourselves to one another. Yeah. Amen? So, see, because confession brings about accountability. It brings about clarity. Huh? It, it gets, see, see con- one thing confession does is it, it eliminates secret sin. Hello? Hello, well, I just gave it to God. Well, okay. Let me, let me let me let me help us. See, we're talking about the whole council of God. Isn't that right? Grace has got to fit in the whole council of God, not just part of it. Because we, we could mess around and, and, and take certain certain passages out. Huh? Now let me let me ask you, how, how many of us in here have experienced secret sin? Huh? Amen. But now I'm going to say this when you confess it to the right person. Huh? See, you can't confess to everybody. You're like, oh, Sister Vicky that's alright. Ain't no problem with that. Because they know they're in this trouble too. Huh? But see, when you confess it to the right person, huh? You got some help. You got some accountability in your life. To help bring you out. To help undergird you. and help strengthen you. I don't have to... No, com- no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Huh? We need... We need... The Bible tells us to confess our faults. Isn't it right? How do we How do we cancel that? How do we renew that? Amen. And we also need to have a renewed mind. I'm going to give you some scriptures here in a minute. But you also need to have a renewed mind. Huh? Help us, Holy Spirit. See, 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 when you package faith and truth and grace together, all these things fit. Huh? When, when, when we get it together right, amen, and what is a renewed mind or a changed mind? Amen. I what did I say a, few, a couple of weeks ago? To, to repent simply means what? Change your mind. Huh? No, I'm going to come to God and I never change my mind about how I'm living or how I'm thinking. Huh? Huh? I come to God and I'm an adulterer, and I never change my mind. Uh, to to recognize that that's wrong, I can't keep doing that. You know, my mind ain't been changed. But I, mean, I, I got grace, but my mind ain't changed. What am I doing now? I'm out there fornicating under grace. Ooh! See, I think where 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 where, where? there's a passage in Jude I might have to go through. You know, but but think about this. Uh, mm. He said by what? The renewing of your mind. That you may what? Prove what it is That good and acceptable and perfect. That who might prove it? You. How? Through a changed mind, a renewed mind. Something that we need to do, even though God has said his, his grace is going to help us do it. By leading us into truth. Help, 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 Lord, help, Lord. We we got to get this. We got to get this. And the Apostle Paul, Amen. When he was we read over in Acts, he gave an address to the the Ephes, the uh, elders of Ephesus as he was getting ready to leave and go to Jerusalem. You know, and he thought it was going to be his last address to them. And I I just want to read a part of that address that he gave them. Amen. He gave them some sage words of advice. Amen. To help them. Amen. And also a clear warning. And that's in the 20th chapter of Acts, as we're studying through the book of Acts. Amen. The 20th chapter of Acts. Amen. And we're going to go to verse number 27. Hallelujah. Watch what he says. 27, he said, For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Not just part of it. Not just what sounds good and what you were ready to hear or receive. But he said, you know what? I have not shunned. I have not stepped back or held back. But I have given you the whole of the full counsel of God. But then look at verse number 28. He said, Take heed, therefore, Unto yourselves. You know my first he says start check yourself. And to the flock, he's talking to the elders of the church of Ephesus. Amen. And to the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. For I know this, for I know this. See, look what he says. For I know this. That after my depart, departing, shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. You know how the scriptures talk about wolves and sheep clothing. He said, "Grievous wolves—they're gonna come in and they're gonna spare the flock. They're gonna—they're gonna fleece the flock. They're gonna—they're gonna lead the flock." Let me just continue to read. Thirtieth mm-hmm. verse says this: Also, of your own selves shall men arise speaking perverse things to draw away disciples after themselves right from your own midst they're going to try to gather their own little group their own little congregation right from christianity i'm talking body of christ wide right from christianity they're going to be those that rise up remember we talk about deceiving and being deceived and rising up to draw a flock after themselves because we hang out on just one part of the word or we take one doctrine or we take one scripture or one precept and we build our whole case on it. No, we need to have the whole counsel of God, truth, hallelujah, faith, and grace working together. I can tell here and I can just preach grace every Sunday and never give you the truth. Never never add faith to. But we gotta have the whole council. Every part. Working together. So what does it say here? What does it say there? Line upon line. And see how it really connects so that we can walk in the power and the strength and the liberty that God wants us to walk in. This is what He's calling us to. Hallelujah. Look at look at John. I gotta get give you all those scriptures I talked about. He almost did. Hallelujah. Y'all getting anything? First John. One and nine says what? They do what? What does it say? If we do what? If we, if, 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 if. Big little word. If we confess our sins, He who... He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. But notice, as I said before, now he said, well, he's going to cleanse us. That's going to mean he's going to keep cleaning us up. Hmm. Oh, Hallelujah. Wow. There's another, fool goodness, let me not go there. Amen. But look at the, the second, go on to the next chapter. We don't want to stop there. He said, Little children, these things write I unto you, that ye what? Say that again. Say that again. Say it again. He didn't say sin later. Huh? Right? right? He didn't say sin after a little while. He said, I write these things on you that ye sin not. And if, notice, if, everybody say if. If any man sin. Now, if you go back a few verses in, 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 the, in the other chapter, you'll see he's talking to the brethren. He's not talking about he's not talking to sinners. He's talking to the brethren. Amen. So he's not, he's talking to you already in the camp. You're already a child. Okay? But he said, if any man sin, We have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. In other words, He's going to go in and He's going to advocate for you, Amen. But but you got to do what? You got to come back, Father. I'm sorry. You got to change your mind. How you going to advocate for you? I mean, can you can you imagine? You you got to (laughs) wow. You think about our legal system, right? Every time they go to before the parole board, they, you know, they want to see us there, what, any remorse? Any changed mind. And if they don't think there's no remorse, we're going to keep you locked up. Huh? But God don't want us to be in a condition where we stay locked up. He said we, we, we need to renew our minds. We need to change, amen. We need, we need to, okay, God, I get it. I understand. I recognize. Let's go over to James. Go on. one, one, one more passage over there. Amen. A couple of passages and I'm, I'm, I'm going to put the icing on this. Hallelujah. I just want to tell the background favorite passage This we're going to start off with. James 5. Hmm? And it starts off there and I think about the 14th verses there. If if any sick among you, let him what call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him the prayer of faith. Amen. It says, and he shall be healed. And then he goes down. And if now I'm just quoting the first part, you know, if he if he sin, huh? Well, see now, look, look, look at the 15th verse. He said, and pray the prayer. I'm in the amplified. I had to go to the amplified on this. One. I'm sorry. Amen. Said and pray. And the prayer that is of faith will save him who is sick. And the Lord will restore him. And if he has committed sins, he shall be forgiven. Right? So he told him what to do, amen. But then he goes on to this. Confess to one another, therefore, your faults. Now, wait, no, notice who he said to call now. going back again. So when he goes on to talk about confess, he's talking about to the elders of the church. He's talking about to those that are able to help you, not judge you. Not to condone you where you are. Uh, See, there's a way, a right way of doing things. Amen. But he said, one to another, therefore your faults, now I like to amplify, because what did he say? Your slips, your false steps, your offenses, your sins. And pray also for one another that you may be healed and restored to a spiritual tone of mind and heart. The earnest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man maketh tremendous power available, dynamic in its workings. See, so you don't go confessing to somebody that's unrighteous. On that, bro, I'm struggling with pornography. Me too. <laughs> wait, where you help? He can help himself, huh? No, no. See, see, we we got to get this thing lined up. Get it lined up right. We want righteous men. We want righteous women. We want righteous children. Hallelujah! Bringing these things in check. Goodness, my girl, help me, help me, help me. You know what? I gotta go here. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Righteousness. You know what? There shouldn't be no room for unrighteousness prevailing in the church of God. Huh? Now I know we come in all jacked up. Amen? If I can say it like that. We, 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 we come to Christ with all our baggage. Isn't that right? But once we're exposed to truth and we're exposed to faith and we're exposed to His grace, amen, that's supposed to begin to what? Clean us up. Isn't that right? It's supposed to, it's supposed to change us and turn us and make us into the righteousness of Christ. Amen. That's why He died, amen, so we can be transformed by the renewing of our minds. All these things, so if we've been in 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 Christ in church or let me say in the building for 10, 20 years and we still unrighteousness going on in our lives. We still lying, cheating, stealing, whoring. Something wrong. Come on, somebody. Gotta get 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 just something wrong there ain't been no renewing taking place there ain't been no release why because we got going back to you know, the word is powerful for what reproof correction all those things so we we got to go back there again we got to go back there again so we can get rid of the erroneous thinking hey amen that this is okay uh, get rid of the erroneous thinking that says, okay, I can get away with this. That's crazy. Huh? Oh, it's covered by grace. You know, I, I, I was talking to someone, I won't say who, but I, I was talking to someone, and I said, nah, if, if you was you, you were doing a certain thing and you know the Lord is sitting right there, would you do it? Or maybe he's in the back seat. Oh, yeah, no, maybe he in the front seat. And, 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 and what would you do? What you're doing? But before I said the Lord, I said, if I was sitting right there, would you do it? Hello? No, so, why? Do we not understand that the scripture tells us that God is everywhere present. Omnipresent. So whether you want to acknowledge or recognize or not, he's right there watching you. And it's breaking his heart. He's not sitting there saying, oh, nasty joke. He's not sitting there saying, I hate him. No, if you can imagine in your mind, he's sitting there with a broken heart weeping over you. Why does he keep lying? But I died to deliver her from that. Huh? That's hard, God's heart toward us. And then when we do that, what are we doing? Is we're going back to the past. We talked about somebody else. We're frustrating the Grace. Rather than receiving it and walking in it, now we're frustrating his friends. I made a way. I died to make it possible for them to have to live like this. But yet, they don't have faith in me because they don't understand I am the way, the truth, and the life. Hallelujah. Mm. But one more passage, then I'm I'm, I'm be done. I'm going to stop. Amen. Because like I said, we gotta, we gotta you know, we, it's important that we speak those things so that we can be set free from those things. Amen. And once we speak those things, amen, we need to change our mind. Amen. And this passage helps us understand the, the power of a changed mind. Let's go to 2 Corinthians. Y'all doing all right? Oh, all 2 Corinthians 7. pay attention because this you know it it, it can be tricky if you don't understand what he's saying 7 verses 8 through 10 says this for though I made you sorry with a letter he all had written unto them a rebuke okay but he says so I I made you sorry with a letter I do not repent in other words I don't change my mind though I did repent you know, I had changed my mind. Amen. let see, when you when you read it like that, it makes helps you, okay? For I perceive that the same epistle hath made you sorry, though it were but for a season. See, that's why he didn't change his mind. He said, You only got sorry for a little while. Huh? Then you went right back on doing what you were doing. So I repented, but then I had to change my no no, I'm not gonna repent. Uh in other words, I'm not gonna change my mind. Now I rejoice, not that you were made sorry, but that you sorrowed to repentance. In other words, you sorrowed to changing your mind. huh? Turning from those actions. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. In other words, if you change, I don't have to come and get on. I don't have to come and jack you up. Hello? So, so you're going to be damaged by us and nothing for... Now, this is the verse we got to remember. For godly sorrow worketh a changed mind. Hello? So I might read it like that. Godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. In other words, he said... Godly sorrow worketh a changed mind not to be changed again. In other words, once Godly sorrow hits and you repent, you won't change your mind and go back. The true Godly sorrow says, I've changed and I'm done. I'm not going back to the old way. I'm not going to change my mind again. Like, oh, well, maybe it was okay for me to do that. Uh, uh, you know, I hear it calling my name. Uh, no, no, they can call your name. They can call your phone. They can text you. Uh, they can send you email, they can twitter you, uh, they can get on your Facebook account. But when you got to change mind with Godly sorrow, you will be busy saying delete, 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 delete. I unfriend you because you're not my friend anyway. Get rid of it. I'm changed. I've repented. And God will continue to show us areas until we're all the way where he's calling us to. He'll show us areas that we need to change. We need to change. We need to change. Paul said, I die daily. And we got to get to that.